who will be the leading wide receiver in Kansas City this year? All that and more this episode of Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. Follow her on Twitter at Kate Majuk. Kate, we've got training camps all officially kicked off now. We've got practice tweets. We've got videos. So today, we're going to continue with our training camp battle. This, uh, today, we're talking about wide receivers. I want to start in Kansas City. First question, who's the wide receiver to own in Kansas City? It's Rashi Rice, rookie, second-round pick at SMU, 2023 rookie. Yes. Who is your pick, Marcus? Hey, it's Rashi Rice. Let's do this. Yeah. Come on. Let's freaking go. Yeah. I Like, all right, we got to start this off with a conversation, though. Like, obviously, so we're saying Rashi Rice is the wide receiver to own in Kansas City for the 2023 season. Now, we can't have this conversation without talking about Kadarius Tony. He has a partially torn meniscus, underwent a surgical repair. There's a chance that he comes back week one. Now, like, shout out Matthew Betts, injury expert for the fantasy footballers, outlined his injury history. Now, I have to take a deep breath. It's extensive. <laughs> Go ahead, please. It's extensive. The floor is yours. Three hamstring injuries, two ankle injuries, a quad injury, oblique two uh two d scopes a foot injury and like what um what Partition <laughs> a pear tree. i mean it's it's pretty ridiculous right and my kind of philosophy on some of these players are is hurt players stay hurt and it's just really hard to rely on them and the more injuries that you rack up the more injuries you end up getting because you're overcompensating you're dealing with something and then the, the other part of the leg starts to bother you I think Kadarius Tony's playing style is just going to lead to him always being banged up. And even when he's on the field playing, I don't know how you can trust him to stay healthy for more than a game or two at a time. Now, right now, uh, heading into the month of uh, August, sitting as wide receiver 44 in Dynasty League football startup. Draft, he's going to fall like a rock. He's going to fall like a rock. And I can't say that I, I blame Anybody like I I've said this all off season. I thought it was very weird. Like there were the headlines there that the Kansas city chiefs wanted Kadarius Tony to be the wide receiver one. And I said, well, you know, maybe if you wanted him to be the wide receiver one for your team, he would have been playing during the super bowl over like Justin Watson. Yeah. Bold take, but he wasn't, he played six total offensive snaps in the super bowl. Yes. He caught a touchdown. Good job. But you want – like, he wasn't on the injury report ahead of the Super Bowl. Like, you want your wide receiver one on the field. He was even playing some special teams in the Super Bowl. You don't yeah. have your wide receiver one out there. If you truly believe he's your wide receiver one and you're worried about injury, you're not going to have him playing special teams. That's right. just my opinion. Um, so, Kadarius Tony, yes, if he is on the field, he is an electric superstar, but – availability is one of the most important qualities that you can have in a fantasy wide receiver. And he has not shown the ability to do that. So 
Kadarius Tony, he's been off my draft board. Is he officially off yours in Dynasty? Not officially off, but he's just probably not going to be going low enough for me to consider him, which is why I'm just kind of flipping this back to the guy that we mentioned at the top. I am on Rasheed Rice, who is going right now as wide receiver 55. I got, again, well, we had that Kadarius Tony going as wide receiver 44 going into August. I got to believe those are going to flip, you know, in the next couple of weeks or so. Rashi Rice seems like he's the guy already developing the connection with Patrick Mahomes. He's out there with the first team. We've seen some unbelievable highlights from him so far. On top of that, Kate, like we we t- discussed him this offseason, the profile's good. Like you look at his production at SMU, it's off the charts. You look at his athleticism, which I think surprised everybody at the combine and at the pro day. Like he tested as like a 99th percentile athlete, according to Ras. Now he doesn't create a lot of separation, but if you are, if you're playing with a quarterback who can put the ball wherever he wants, maybe it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I I think that's totally totally fair. Now, like a part of you know what I thought like in my profile, I really liked like the splash plays. Like he mm-hmm. has some really great body control. He has just he's got like this vibe for the wide receiver position you see that a lot on like the scramble drills it just feels like he's always coming up clutch for his quarterback and that's why I loved this fit here with the Kansas City Chiefs so much was because of that that ability to you know accentuate that skill set that Patrick Mahomes has on scramble drills like the way that Travis Kelsey just always seems to find the the soft spot Mm -hmm. for Mahomes to throw open uh, on these scramble drills, like Rashi Rice, I think has a really s- similar skill set in that regard. But like at times, uh, like my notes, uh, route running can feel a little bit lazy. Like yeah. it's not even that I don't think he necessarily has the chops for it. It was that I thought he was a little ra- lazy on his route sometimes. And if he can clean that up, obviously this is a very potent offense uh you're you're having balls thrown to you by the best quarterback in the nfl like i'm gonna go with rashi rice i you know sky Moore. we've heard good things about his you know his leap this offseason that's great um i still think mahomes is gonna throw the ball around and i think it's gonna go like he's gonna he's gonna play the field um but well really quickly one of the reasons i like rashi rice over sky Moore, and again you mentioned sky Moore. sounds like he's having a really nice camp I think Rashi Rice just has a little bit more touchdown potential. And you mentioned on some of the scramble drills, he's got better size, 41-inch vertical, and he's got this insane body control. I could just see him this year catching seven touchdowns for Kansas City just because he's kind of the biggest bodied receiver outside of another name I want to mention, Justin Ross, who is basically free in your dynasty leagues right now, going as wide receiver 99. He is – Somewhat healthy. He's practicing. He's had a couple of really nice passes. I, I think for me, I would rather just take Rashi Rice, grab Justin Ross as basically a you know a upside target, and that's who that's who I'm rolling with with the Kansas City receivers. Yeah, and it, like Justin Ross, you know, went undrafted, but overall, like that that was simply due to the health concerns, yeah. and like by all accounts, seems really healthy, but like. Rashi Rice, you know, for as much as like sometimes, you know, his tape would leave you wanting like in between those those splash plays. But uh, 
led the FBS with 18 deep catches, uh, ranked fifth yep. in deep yards, uh, tied for the eighth most contested catches. Like, you're going to take that all day, and I'm especially going to take that with Patrick Mahomes. Really quickly before we move on, I'm going to name some players that are currently being drafted ahead of Rashi Rice. I know some of these are going to change over the next couple of days, but uh, Jacoby Myers or Rice? Rice, easily. Jaden Reed or Rice? Uh, Rice, easily. Juju or Rice? Oh, you got me with the Juju. I'll probably take Rice, which okay, hurts my well. heart. Uh, Romeo Dubs or G- or, uh, or Rice? Rice. Okay. Last one. That's at least a little bit interesting to me. And this is one I would have to think about. Gabriel Davis or Rice? Uh, that one is, is like really tough, but I probably lean Rice. Uh, I think I would take Davis there. I think that's, that's the tipping on, point. It's based on oppor- – that's just sheerly based on opportunity sure. for me and, and the fact that like Rice – you know, it, it's tough. Technically, it's, yeah, I don't know. It, it, that one's like a very, that's a very close toss up for me. All right. Let's talk about a, another wide receiver battle that I'm just fascinated by out in Denver. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by eBay motors. Our partners at eBay motors have teamed up with locked on fantasy football host, Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or you're scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you the players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. This week, it's Joe Burrow. When the top tier of quarterbacks are off the board in fantasy football drafts in 2023, There's another line of luxury passers and runners who are guaranteed to fit your starting lineups each week. Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow remains a classic pick in the top six QB1s with his prolific reliability in an offense with great weapons that he knows so well. Burrow will get it done again, humming along to big numbers in Cincinnati. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championships. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit in over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shock, uh, shock struts, you name it eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check, get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com, and let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. Every day or tomorrow on the show, Kate and I are going to be talking about some of the biggest news in the fantasy football world. Uh, we've got practice uh, notes. We've got one former Pro Bowl running back that could potentially be on his way to New York. We will discuss that again tomorrow on the show. But today, let's talk about the Denver Broncos, Jerry Judy versus Cortland Sutton 
versus Marvin Mims, if you want to throw him in there. Who are you buying from this offense? Of course, it's got to be Jerry Judy for me. I've been uh, a little bit bullish on Jerry Judy. I think like what we saw from him in 2022 was a true breakout season, but didn't necessarily feel like it just because of the the situation, because of the the struggles that we saw from this Denver Broncos offense, because of the struggles that we saw at quarterback. But by all accounts, like you've got to appreciate Jerry Judy uh, just under a thousand receiving yards, six touchdowns, which like when did he score six touchdowns? Like felt like this entire offense didn't score six touchdowns uh, at any point in the year, but led the team in in yards after the catch, 2.18 yards per route run, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, 111 passer rating when targeted. Like he actually was like the, the decent, uh, what's, what's the opposite of a sore thumb? Um a massaged thumb. Sure. He was the he was the massaged thumb of the Denver Broncos offense last year. Uh, this one's so tough for me because I, earlier this offseason, I, I would completely agree. Jerry Judy's the guy that I want. I just think he's the most talented receiver. But I was listening to a podcast with Cecil Lammy, who was out in Denver, who covers the Broncos, and he said Judy looks fantastic. But this is the best I've seen Cortland Sutton look in years. Like this is the healthiest he's been. It's the most explosive that he's been. And it, Andy added that Marvin Mims, who we can talk about as well, is like just like a, a somebody that Sean Payton absolutely loves. So my thinking is: is there just a chance that the answer is none of the above, and it's just one of these wide receiver cores where they rotate players, and you can't really count on one of these guys every week. Plus, there's Tim Patrick, who is like universally loved by everybody in Denver. If I had to pick one, I would lean Judy, but I don't feel super confident in it, Kate. I just, I don't know. I guess it, it's definitely uh, confusing. Like you, you look at, you know, maybe the upside for Cortland Sutton back in the 2019 season, over 1,100 uh, receiving yards, mm-hmm. uh, six receiving touchdowns. That's you're not going to, you're not going to turn your nose up at that, but um, like generally speaking over the last couple of years, like just grossly inefficient. And, and, you know, a lot of that's tied to quarterback play as well. Of course. But you know, like you look at his, his, you know, season last year, 830 receiving yards, two touchdowns, but in terms of like overall efficiency yards after the catch perception yards per route run, um, you know, passer rating when targeted like he fell dramatically short of Jerry Judy in all of those regards with the same quarterback play sure um and I think you know I don't know it's just it's felt like Cortland Sutton was kind of a a flash in the pan and that's not to say he can't be a talented receiver like you love you know his potential for contested I just don't see any way that you feel comfortable starting him in no. your lineups, unless you're in a super deep league. But even if you're in the three receiver league that can play a flex, like when are you going to feel great about starting Cortland Sutton? You are not. And that like, yeah. that's the biggest issue with Cortland Sutton is like, say he wins the, the training camp battle, right? Marcus, like, what does that actually mean for your fantasy teams? It probably means more about like your comfort level, starting Jerry Judy than it does yeah. really anything exactly having to it. do with, you know, whether or not you're going to start Cortland Sutton, like you're, I don't think there's ever going to be a point like barring any huge, huge surprises from, from my end. 
I can't fathom any situation where I just feel good about starting Cortland Sutton. It, it feels like if Sutton wins this job, that none of these receivers are going to be anything more than a flex play every week, because we know that Sean Payton wants to run the crap out of the ball this year and they want to stay balanced. and They want to limit the number of passing attempts for Russell Wilson. But when you factor in like to have Craig Dulcich, she's going to get some targets and Tim Patrick's going to get some work and Marvin Mims is going to play in the slot. Like, I just don't know. Is there going to be a, a receiver on this offense that can get you eight targets every single week? My answer is probably not. I, I do think that if, if there is a receiver that's going to become like a every week starter for you, it's Jerry Judy. He's got the first round draft capital. He's somebody who can play on the outside and in the slot. And he had a, a breakout year last year. But again, he's going as wide receiver 27. Is that a price tag that you're kind of willing to pay going into the season? I feel like that's a that's a that that palatable uh, palatable price tag. Is that what I'm trying to say? Sure. It's it's um, not egregious by any means. You're not paying no. any prices, right? And I think the the thing that you're like considering is that you know you're hoping with that price tag that he exceeds it, and you're hoping that. Uh, this is going to be an offense that takes a step forward in 2023. And, you know, even if there is a, a bigger emphasis on the run, that maybe that helps out the pass and, and helps spread the, the, the offense down the field out a little bit to, to create some more room yeah. for some of these splash plays that, you know, he's capable of. And I think that's what you're banking on. Like, is he going to finish there? I, that there or what was that uh, wide receiver 29 you said 26 like 26 seven like, right. yeah that 27 yep wide receiver 27 like yeah that feels like you could probably just pencil that in right now um that's a, a low-end wide receiver at, too right yeah and that feels like his floor right like so considering that i i think you can expect a, you know a relatively higher ceiling I, i'll take that all day but I mean, Cortland Sutton, though, like he's had just 11 games in his career with more than 15 fantasy points. Yeah. And he's been in the league a long a time. Yeah, so a while now. Yep. it's not going to be it's Jerry Judy or bust for me. I agree. Uh, I will also mention the, the price tags on the other Bronco receivers. Marvin Mims, wide receiver, 46. Cortland Sutton, wide receiver, 47. And then we've got Tim Patrick down at wide receiver, 93. And you I do like, know we love some Marvin Mims as well. Like, yeah, and I think if, as long as Marvin Mims kind of stays outside of that top 40, 45 receivers, I'm interested. But anything higher than that, I'm, I'm probably out. Kate, I want to get your thoughts on the Baltimore Ravens wide receivers because in the first time in Lamar Jackson's career, he actually has some viable receivers to throw to. But which receiver is going to turn into the wide receiver one for the Ravens? We get to that next. All right, Kate, wrapping up here with the Baltimore Ravens, who have a very interesting wide receiver battle going on right now. They signed Odell Beckham to a monster deal, right? One year, $15 million, with a chance for him to earn a lot more than that. They spent a first-round pick on Zay Flowers in this year's draft. They spent a first-round pick in, on Rashad Bateman in the 2021 draft. They also have Devin Duvernay, who they spent a third-round pick, who I actually kind of like a little bit. Who do you see emerging here as the top receiver for Lamar Jackson? I think there's a huge, huge, huge uh, potential here for Zay Flowers to uh, come into like instant flex appeal. And 
that's not just because we just saw all of these lovely clips splashed all over Twitter uh, with him having some like really nice looking footwork. Like let's consider, you know, just the entire landscape right now of the Baltimore Ravens offense. Like OBJ, yes, had a, a nice lucrative contract with the Baltimore Ravens, which I think signaled that like, yes, they're planning for him to, to, be a big part of this offense, but he's still, he's on the older side. Uh, he's going to be turning 31 years old in November. It's his 10th year in the league. Um, has did you see the, did you see oh. the quotes from him? I think it was yesterday, the day before no. like, he was considered considering retiring after the Rams playoff or the Super Bowl win because he was that beat up. And even last year, like, or sorry, even before he signed with the Ravens, he was considering retiring. And that just makes me feel like if you're already thinking about retiring, it just makes me nervous because it, I think to, for me, it just it signals like Odell's body just probably isn't going to be able to hold up. There's just no way he's going to be able to be a 120 target guy. I, and you you got to pay a decent price. I mean, he's in, inside the top 60 wide receivers right now. And it feels like it's very much a one-year rental. Yeah, it doesn't feel um, like I can't imagine that that was part of his pitch for like why this team should sign him. Um, like it, it just it doesn't feel that doesn't feel good. And then Bateman, you have um, him, you know, returning from this Liz Frank injury, missed OTAs uh, due to like some injection. Uh, started out on the the pup list. Like there's just there's a lot of opportunity, and then like. You take you take that opportunity and then you pair that with Flowers, who, you know, has, you know, some really nice speed. He's he's got some nice footwork, some nice route running. He was super productive at Boston College, mm-hmm. um, you know, like despite being like, you know, a little bit on the smaller side, tied for the 16th most deep catches, 11th in deep yards. Like he does very much remind you of Marquise Brown and like. That feels like such a cheap comparison, but like when you see him stepping into this situation where he can immediately fill that role, it feels like a shoe in. He's like Hollywood Brown, but who's way better after the catch. And that's why I think the Ravens are going to use him in a lot of these like layup roles, right? Like just get the ball in his hands. And I'm not saying gadget. Yeah. And I'm not saying like gadget, like you have to yeah. put him in the backfield. I'm saying like he runs the the routes that are five yards beyond the line of scrimmage on a drag. You get him the football and let him make plays and basically just get Lamar into a rhythm a little bit. I'm not going to be surprised at all if Flowers is the leading receiver on this team this year. And maybe it's not a ton. Maybe it's like 750 yards and it's Mark Andrews who's the leading receiver, right? Because he's going to get his. But it's just kind of a wide receiver by committee approach every week. But it's Flowers is the guy that you can kind of count on getting consistent work week in and week out. Yeah. I, this is going to be a really interesting, it's going to be an interesting yeah. team to watch. And, and the health of Rashad Bateman is fascinating because he is the one receiver that has a little bit of size that can play on the outside and in the slot. Uh, I hope that he's you know the talents there. Yeah. But... It's just, I, again, kind of talking about these banged up receivers like Kadarius Tony, he's been hurt for seems like three years now even going back to his final year at Minnesota at some point, this is just kind of who you are, right? Yeah. It's 
it's a, it's a tough it, it's a tough thing to reconcile when you know the talents there but it is, oh, yeah. it is what it is. And it sometimes is you've got to, you've got to believe what you're seeing eventually, yep. even though you know the talent's there. All right. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Again, every day is we're going to be back tomorrow talking about some of the biggest news coming out of training camp. So make sure you guys tune in for that. We are free and available on all platforms. Check out our show on YouTube as well. Go follow Kate. On Twitter, at Kate Maju, I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys right back here tomorrow.